This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek, and you are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist and turns. Ashley, take us back. Oh, yeah. We're speeding through the mall. It's packed. Try not to crash into anyone. And then, oh, boy, there it is. The smell of fresh popcorn and teen spirit in the air. Yep, it's 1990, all right, and we're taking you week by week through the best year ever for new movie releases. Set your calendars to June 29th, 1990, and join us as we discuss our 25th movie so far from this fast and furious kind of year. Days of Thunder, rated PG-13, for boys in cars and boys in wrecks. All right. Yeah, there are plenty of male egos on display here. Yeah. I think Nicole Kidman even calls out Tom with a pretty a pretty wicked speech at one point, mm-hmm. abiding, accurate, fair speech. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, speaking of boys and egos, Derek, and cars. Your, yeah, in cars um, and in small boys. How's your how's your head? Uh, it's uh, I'm always getting injured on this podcast. That's for sure. But it's not how, on the podcast. Well, do, do it to yourself. That's the only the time you're not getting injured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, you know, seven-year-olds can be assholes. That's for sure. I was playing bumper cars with some seven-year-olds and they knocked me out of the, that bumper car area and I uh, injured my head. Okay. Were they, just leave it at were that. they okay? Yes. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Awesome. Um, <laughs> were you attempting the slingshot maneuver or were they? <laughs> they, they were, slingshotted me around. Yeah. They were drafting. <laughs> they were drafting, bumping, um, rubbing, yeah. <laughs> rubbing, yeah, yelling, um, laughing. It was, <laughs> there were some tears too, but who was taking it more seriously? You or the seven year olds? Again, uh, I'd just like to forget this entire experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair Aww. enough. Well, hopefully, um, you have a concussion and that'll take care of itself. So, um, let's start the show. Cut me loose. Go, go, go! The speed. You're very quick. You gotta see me drive. The heat. Yes! The power. You want to control something that's out of control? Absolutely. The thrill. That lasts long after the ride. Tom Cruise, Days of Thunder, rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, June 27th at theaters everywhere. Yeah, I think as we pointed out last week, they really play up the sexual tension in that trailer. But the movie was actually, it obviously had a romantic component with Tom and Nicole Kidman. But a lot of hardcore racing action. Ashley, um... What did you know about this movie going in or were you just kind of drafting off of your history with uh, Mr. Cruz? Nice. Uh, nothing. I don't even know anything about NASCAR, really. So I think this is the most time I've spent watching a movie about any type of NASCAR or race car. We're, we're from a NASCAR hotbed of sorts. Oh, yeah. Richmond. But yeah, the International Raceway. Yeah. Never. Nope. Don't know anything about it. Um, you didn't go but, to any um, races or I mean, some of my guy friends growing up, their parents were definitely into it. Our parents weren't, but it yeah. was it was a thing. No, not a thing for me. Just never yeah. appealed to me. Um, 
But Tom, I mean, I grew up watching Legend and I think I've talked about it before because that's like my, one of my favorite childhood movies with the unicorns and Tim Curry and Tom Cruise and this girl named Lily. You know, I, I, I knew that. And then I, I still saw in your notes, Legend and all caps and just thought you were calling Tom Cruise a legend. Oh, he's a legend. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So nope, not quite. That makes sense. Yeah. He's had such a, um, we're going to talk, we're going to talk a lot about him. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, for me, uh, as far as this movie goes, I had seen it. I might've watched it, um, growing up with one of my best friends, uh, Chris, uh, his dad was one of the aforementioned, um, childhood friends whose parents were into NASCAR. Um, I remembered like the name Dick Trickle, um, (laughs) which the main character of this movie is called Cole Trickle, uh, not even meant to play like, uh, that character specifically, but has to be <laughs> not a coincidence that they have almost the same name. Um, so yeah, I I was from, I didn't remember as much of the movie actually as I, I thought I would. Um, for the most part, I was hyped up for this because of Tony Scott, the director who directed Top Gun and um, True Romance and Man on Fire and um, just some really stylized action movies um, from the through the 80s and 90s and 2000s um, before he passed away like 10 years ago. Um, So his movies are always very fun to watch. Um, And this one, uh, I would say, you know, was no exception in the stylistic department. We'll talk okay. about other other components <laughs> of it. Uh, Derek, what about you? Any history with this movie? Yeah. So one of my next door neighbors growing up, Steve, really liked NASCAR. Um, so I do remember watching this with him. And he also had like one of the first computer games I ever played. It was a NASCAR game. Um, and we would it had some pretty interesting graphics where, where the cars would get damaged if they hit the walls and uh, we would drive the wrong way just to, just to hit cars. So is that what you're sense? doing in bumper cars? <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> yeah. You never, you never outgrew that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I mean like playing uh, driving simulations on at home and in the arcades with games like cruise in USA. That's definitely mm-hmm. later than 1990 but um it was a always like a very popular genre of of gaming nascar is weird because was this uh, like more of a simulation game or because you guys were like making it more entertaining by kind of breaking it but like was it trying to go for realism oh yeah absolutely not like road rash style just entertainment (laughs) value yeah yeah yeah, because um, there would later that would evolve into like Gran Turismo, which is like just trying to be very faithful to the the nuances of racing. Although, ironically, I don't even know why I'm saying that, because this movie doesn't really care <laughs> no. about realism um, no. as far as as far as I can tell. So that's cool. Um, I wanted to start with. Tom Cruise. We watched every, um, well, not, not every movie. We watched 50 movies from 1984 or however many after we started. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them featured Tom Cruise. Um, he was about to take off a few years after that as a, as a star. And so this is our first Tom Cruise movie. Um, Ashley, is there a bigger 
movie star male or otherwise i mean because it's a male dominated movie world unfortunately still is there a bigger movie star in our lifetimes i was trying to think about that but he's so versatile it's hard to I mean, he like, because I think of him and I think of Mission Impossible because we grew up watching all of those. Yeah. And, and I don't like, mean better actor. I mean, no, I no, no. There's that. a lot Just of better like... actors, but um, no, like, I think he's like the quintessential movie star. Yeah. Yeah. Action star, but not just an action star. I mean, it's funny, like now everything is clouded by his reputation and, and affiliation with Scientology mm-hmm. and some of his personal dramas and romances and things like that. And unfortunately he's entered a phase in his career where um maybe you know suffering from some of the same uh male ego issues as the the uh, main character in this movie where he just wants to like prove that he can continue being an action star and doing his own stunts and jumping off of buildings and breaking his own breaking bones he's going he's literally going to space for the new mission impossible do you remember reading that story like a year ago whenever it came out yeah yeah like he trained he um i read something like about or maybe this was in in your your trivia he like he actually drove you know the race cars as much as they would allow him to Mm -hmm. in this movie yeah yeah and i and the movie was conceived by tom cruise when him and paul newman were allowed to test one of uh rick hendrick's race cars and his first lap he went over 180 miles per hour tom cruise did right he's just like a crazy thrill seeker yeah and i mean to his credit obviously he's had some accidents but he's he's a he's got the the aptitude to pick it up very quickly Mm -hmm. um to learn new things like he learned how to pilot helicopters for the mission impossible movies not necessary i mean (laughs) it makes you know some of the shots i guess a little more realistic um, when they don't need a stunt double but we would never know um so and he's a very fast runner I mean, he's able to make running fast, look <laughs> convincing on screen. Um, he's a he's an incredible action hero, and it's a little unfortunate he's left behind some of his uh, the range that he's displayed in movies like Magnolia and and um, you know, kind of like uh, Jerry Maguire, even Vanilla Sky, Vanilla Sky, yeah, Eyes Wide Shut. Um, mm-hmm. He can he doesn't. It just seems like he's not picking as interesting of movies i mean if all he's making is action movies these days so that's probably his favorite genre i'd assume you think he'll ever grow out of it or age out of it i don't i mean what was the the tough guys or whatever like sylvester stallone and all of them they're older than he is and they are expendables expendables tough guys i feel like that's close (laughs) yeah the thing is like they um they have uh, not necessarily displayed, you know, people were praising Sylvester Stallone for his, his, uh, dramatic performance in Creed, but it's not like, <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, it's not that much of a stretch. So you would assume they don't have quite the range as he does. Um, but you know, I mean, he's done, he did like Tropic Thunder, you know, oh, that was yeah. a comedic turn, the, the big, the fat suit. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. willing occasionally to uh, embrace other things but seems like he takes himself kind of seriously yeah <laughs> um what did you think about this is uh the first of three movies in which he appeared with nicole kidman mm-hmm. um what did you think about their relationship in this movie well i thought he was really sleazy so <laughs> oh. and well okay i thought he was sleazy at the beginning because he thought that she was 
another stripper that they'd hired. Yeah. <laughs> when he wakes up. Okay, I'll back up a little bit. So they get pulled over when they're draw drinking in this like um 18 wheeler. And the cops pull him over and this girl, this very attractive woman, lady cop goes to like search him and she turns into like being like a stripper and like touches him and all this stuff. And then he wakes up from his brain injury after an accident. And he thinks that Nicole Kidman's also like a person for hire and she is not. So that was like the first way you meet them. And you're like, Oh, he's just, bleh. even though he thought it was a joke, but uh. yeah. And it's, it's partially like an artifact of a different a different time period but he yeah. also just has this like boyhood innocence um uh, that was kind of like a defining trait of his early career mm-hmm. where he could play um uh, like he met the character in top gun in a similar well not in a similar way but met her at a bar and mm-hmm. was immediately like just being kind of really like over the top hitting on her but it comes off as like cute and innocent because of his boyish uh, charm face for one yeah <laughs> and yeah i mean the way he he shows up in this movie do you want to describe his entrance okay so there so robert duvall and i don't know who he's talking to another race car driver yeah, robert duvall to, is in this by the way yeah are talking to <laughs> each yeah which i thought was interesting but they're talking to each other about this like hot shot racer and they're like oh who is he oh, is he from california blah 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 and he shows up like after this guy finishes the race and all of a sudden you just see this like really cool looking guy on a motorcycle going down the like speedway to meet them. And he just looks, he looks really cool. No like, helmet, hair just, blowing. Like, yeah. Sunglasses. She just jean looks, jacket. Yeah. He looks like the epitome of cool. So. Well, he, he, yeah. He shows up to a ra- uh, motor <laughs> speedway on a motorcycle, a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> um, to drive a stock car 200 miles an hour. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, but he's never driven, you know, uh, in, the, in the plot of the movie. He's never even driven a stock car before. Did you know what an open wheel, open wheel racing was? No. When they reference that, yeah. <laughs> Did you look it up? <laughs> yeah, it's just um, it's like indie cars. Oh, okay. So like literally, the wheels are you you see the wheels, you know, and and the bodies of the cars are very tiny and lighter, as they explain in the movie. Um, one thing that this movie didn't really care about realism when it came to driving and we'll we'll get into that in a second it did kind of go occasionally um teach me a few things like one thing that i thought was pretty fascinating was that in formula one um where they have the indie cars it's much more about like ford versus ferrari um to name another racing movie like it's about the manufacturer of the car mm-hmm. and the car itself obviously drivers are important but in NASCAR, the goal is to have very little variance from car to car, have a lot of regulation in place to keep the cars similar. And so it's about the driver, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, I thought that was a kind of a pretty effective setup for the movie and that like, there's nothing he can't do in a car or whatever he says. Yeah. You know? Something so, along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, how did you, um, well, let's play a clip of one of his early races, and then we'll talk about the action of this movie. Cole, you're wandering all over the track. Yeah, well, the son of a bitch just slammed into me. No, he didn't slam into you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He (laughs) rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. (laughs) 
fender. There goes a quarter panel. <laughs> I like Duvall's voice so much. Yeah, that's, I mean, so Duvall plays his uh, crew chief um, slash mm-hmm. card uh, builder, you know, like um, car builder, gearhead. Yeah. yeah, mentor, father figure, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, great performance by him. John C. Riley is also on oh, the yeah. crew, um, which is ironic or not ironic, but he's also in Ricky Bobby, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Will, yeah. Will Talladega Nights. Tal- yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I saw his name in the credits, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, totally forgot about that connection. This That's a that's a perfect segue or a perfect um, comparison to make because Talladega Nights is almost parodying how you do a racing movie with like focusing on the crashes, focusing on the rivalries between drivers. This movie doesn't even mean to come off that way. But I don't know, Ashley, how did you feel of like using um, race car driving as a vehicle for action and like the sports movie genre? Like, well, if you it... don't like Big Red, fuck you. Yeah. That's, that's like the only quote I remember from Talladega Nights. But um, or chewing Big Red. I think I even fucked up the quote. But I was OK. I, I was so bored. Oh, really? OK. Yeah. Why? I didn't like I just don't think NASCAR is entertaining or interesting at all. Yeah, it just doesn't appeal to me. And the only exciting part was when you're like root for an accident, which makes you feel like a shitty person, because that's like <laughs> the only exciting part about NASCAR to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this movie, they have like a big a scene where there's an accident ahead and there's all this smoke. And then Tom Cruise is going or Cole's going through the smoke and Robert Duvall's like telling him where to go. And this other his rival at the time just basically moves his car so that like he knows he'll hit him, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah, he'll hit his car and himself, yeah, and obviously, because he's in the car. Yeah. At like 100 and whatever, 200 miles per hour. Um, so he comes around the bend and like hits his car, like T-bones his car, and they both get in a huge accident after the hospital. And that's like the most exciting part. And I'm like, I'm rooting for them to like get injured. Yeah, so, I think I, I, I think they have a similar um, accident in, in Talladega where the car flips like 100 times. It probably flips 50 times in this. <laughs> yeah. Like Tom Cruise's mm-hmm. car flips over um, uh, Michael Rooker's car and his yeah, his rival, like, like you said. I mean, I guess where I was confused a little bit because they sort of developed this um, first. They're, you know, blood rivals. They're mm-hmm. constantly rubbing each other on the track. And then later they develop a sort of begrudging friendship, but was, I mean, Michael Rooker. Yeah. Like it was pretty clear in that scene that his intent was was to force that crash. And he knows like Tom Cruise knows that you're taught to like drive through a crash because all the cars are moving. Mm -hmm. Um, This is another thing that I think I hopefully get right in the movie because it made sense to me. Like when you're going through the smoke, the cars are like, shooting up and down the track so you actually can kind of like drive through it i i, I don't even know if that makes sense Not really, <laughs> it's, but it's just like to... a coin flip well if you're moving faster you yeah. have less everything's time. everything's in like movement so yeah. nothing's yeah. stationary so it's it would be less impact yeah terrifying exactly yeah. so it's really clear that he sacrificed himself to crash his rival mm-hmm. and then you know, like what was his end game there? Just that he could survive the crash better and like, then never race again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't so know. I guess he's kind he just, of, yeah. 
he just didn't like Tom Cruise that much that who's going to put him in his place and himself in his place at the same time. Yeah. And so <laughs> back to your, your point about it being boring, like obviously we didn't watch NASCAR a lot growing up or, or now, um, and Talladega nights takes the approach of making it a comedy kind of like happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's 10 cup. There's maybe some golf movies that are dramas, but for the most part, all the iconic sports dramas are team sports because you've mm-hmm. just got like, they're more um, popular sports. You have the dynamic between teammates. You have these, these natural human rivalries versus like hiding the humans inside of a, a car. Yeah. So, I mean, but did you, did you find the action scenes in this movie where they hype up the drama and they have them constantly hitting each other? <laughs> did you find them boring in the movie as well? Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't find yeah. it exciting at all. Yeah. I, I'd rather watch side out like every night than watch that movie again. I just don't. And that's, that's yeah. fair. Like I, the, I think what this movie is sort of praised for, or, you know, um, kind of gets the most right is some of the Tony Scott signature, like action shots, but they also seem to cut away at weird times. They didn't mm-hmm. like always show things to completion i know i read one um little nugget yeah do you have something on that yeah well yeah just a, um coming with that so the production began without a finished without a finished script so to start that um scenes were often written the day of filming during one driving sequence tom cruise actually had to read his lines off cue cards attached to his windshield <laughs> which resulted in him getting into a minor car accident and other driving um, sequences, Cruz was fitted with a special earpiece to have lines fed to him. So it, it makes, makes a lot sense. more sense. Yeah. So it makes sense. There's like weird cuts and like it just was never finished, which is interesting that they. Well, they didn't even film him crossing the finish line. I read that yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Scott and Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, like Hollywood powerhouses at this point, were like constantly arguing. They were arguing with the screenwriter as well. They spent a lot of their budget in Daytona on converting the bottom of the hotel into it, clearing everything out and converting it into a gym, apparently. And then they put up a big neon sign that said Days of Thunder like, in, their, <laughs> in their gym. It went like months and months over budget. They and like a hundred, the- it was like a hundred million dollars over budget too. Yeah, absurd. yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they knew they were going to, they had like all the star power and it was going to be a big movie release a summer movie release um theaters were relatively full for our for our screening mm-hmm. um but i don't think it was quite as much of a success <laughs> no. creatively or commercially as they would have hoped for um have you seen any other of the racing movies there's a sylvester stallone one uh, coincidentally um, take a guess if i've seen that movie <laughs> uh no <laughs> but i have seen i've seen talladega nights that's the only one yeah that I've and seen besides this. obviously you prefer that tone to this yeah. Yeah. and i don't even like i didn't even really like talladega nights either <laughs> so yeah yeah i don't uh to answer my own question like yeah. i don't think it's the right type of i mean the right sport to dramatize necessarily i mean it's you might as well try it once i mean if you can dramatize you know, if you can make Top Gun work, uh, then you can theoretically make this work. But Top Gun had more of like character development and like more, it was just more, it was better written, obviously. And yeah. the acting was better and it was a better script. Um, and they weren't spending, all, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know how, many, how many 
how much time in this movie they spent in the car, actual car, but it seemed like it was like too much for me. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a fine balance. I was actually it was maybe halfway or more through the movie when they introduced Nicole Kidman. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't. It didn't. I thought it was just going to like all of a sudden just they basically kind of have three acts and like a lot of movies um, like Ninja Turtles or something when the heroes are kind of regrouping. Mm-hmm. When he after they get in that big crash, there's sort of a regrouping um, phase. And that's when his relationship with with his doctor <laughs> develops uh, much like hard to kill, by the way, with with um, <laughs> with uh, what's Seagal. his face? It's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, where he falls. His doctor falls in love with him. Um, yeah. Creepily. Yeah, it's pretty inappropriate. <laughs> um, but, you know, they they had good chemistry, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I mostly liked it. Derek, where are you at on just the overall spectrum of entertainment for this? Um, I, I liked it. I don't mind the racing piece piece of it. Um, I mean, there's a lot that goes into those cars so that, you know, just having a little bit of knowledge about the vehicle itself makes it mm-hmm. interesting. And then, you know, some of the the drama, I guess, is probably where I where it gets a little boring for me. Yeah, I don't. They didn't like fully lean into either either yeah. direction, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it even to a novice or to a complete you know absent race fan, um, you uh, you know, like they're not going to be just bumping each other constantly throughout throughout the race and smashing into the wall and then pulling these crazy maneuvers out of the pit where they pass the pace car at the last second and are going able to, backwards yeah going backwards able to like make up um an entire um field of cars in the last two laps mm-hmm. like it if you're gonna be like that unrealistic then you shouldn't have all these cameos by nascar drivers you shouldn't be using like real logos you should like (laughs) you should actually make it feel like a new a new thing this was sort of an uncanny valley situation where it doesn't feel like it everything looks like nascar but the the um the emotional like response isn't there because it it feels like the the cinematic version of it Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, same could be said for Top Gun or other action movies, but they lean harder into like the, um, extremeness of, of the action. I feel like, uh, so this was trying to have it both ways. Um, any other, I mean, the cast was, was very interesting and, and, um, just kind of, any other relationships between the characters, Ashley, that kind of that you appreciated Tom Cruise's and, and Duvall's? Yeah, that one was the best one. Nicole Kidman and Cruise's felt weird to me. I didn't really care for that. Um, and then when the rivals become friends, it's fine. I liked uh, John C. Riley's part. I like him. Yeah. And it'll be minor. Pit crew but... dude, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he just seemed like a good person. I don't know. There wasn't a lot of him in it, but I really liked him. And then Carrie Uz, how do you pronounce his last name? The guy who plays in The Princess Bride, the other arrival. Yeah. I mean, he's just nice to look at. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I always, he has just like this um, very generic look. <laughs> so I, don't, I never recognize him and stuff, but he plays, 
He's like a substitute driver while Tom Cruise is out. Um, but then he's the second rival. <laughs> yeah, he's the new rival because his other rival has permanent brain damage or permanent um brain swelling and a burst blood vessel. Yeah, he's like leaking like his car. Yeah. <laughs> the moments like where they're racing to the dinner. That was kind of like, again, like they're driving on a beach. They're driving through like uh, Los Angeles traffic or actually, I don't know where they are. Maybe Florida. Um, uh, That wasn't realistic at all, but it was fun and entertaining because it wasn't trying to pretend it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I like them racing their wheelchairs in the hospital. Yep. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Also like Seagal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Tom was, I mean, were you drawn to his character just as just his charisma or was this not, you know, no near the top of his abilities? No, no. I just think he was like so cocky. I mean, he was, he was very good, obviously, at his craft, but I just didn't care for his character or him in general in this movie. So, yeah, he was it was actually kind of confusing. So one he the, the he has the big fight with Nicole Kidman when he like it just refuses to stop um to put his ego aside when a cab driver honks at him and yeah. bumps him and taps him rubs him um so he like races him around a parking garage and she's just like furious that that she he's endangering her mm-hmm. and you know and screaming at him to let her out which is absolutely the <laughs> the valid response yeah. in that scenario and they make up very unrealistically and very conveniently. And then it's like, you get the feeling he's not really into racing anymore, but Mm -hmm. he still has to do it because he makes a promise to uh, his rival, his first rival. Um, So yeah, his motivations were just confusing. Yeah. And he made that promise because he said he would race in his car, right? His rival's car. Yeah. (laughs) Because his rival was not going to be able to fulfill his sponsorship obligations and his family would suffer and he's got this this you know um big house and and three kids or so and a wife and and tom cruise felt you know guilty about uh i guess being (laughs) t-boning him even though it was his fault fault. i like i did like the mellow yellow branding though i thought that was cool yeah and that was again a real nascar um that i'm pretty sure i've i've seen before so i don't know who drove it but it looked very familiar that uh, those decals so okay well it sounds like a mixed um response is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get to hear your poem for days of thunder no <laughs> Drew, get your uh your snappies ready snaps ready i've been, I've been practicing <laughs> all right so this is my days of thunder poem <clears throat> all right uh, okay Cole is the new speed racer in town, ready to lap people and shut the Daytona 500 down. His race car builder and coach, Harry Hogue, he ends up liking a lot and teaches Cole racing race car definitions like rubbing, drafting, and slingshot. A car accident caused by rowdy burns gets in his way. Don't worry, Cole's alive and well to race another day. While in recovery, he meets Dr. Claire with beautiful curly red hair. And Mr. Cole Trickle doesn't think she's a real doc and tries to get her to touch his cock. LOL. (laughs) Anyway... They end up falling in love, even though the relationship is shoddy. Cole wins the Daytona 500 and now has money to buy a Bugatti. And Russ Wheeler, played by Carrie Ooze, 
whatever, tries to beat him in the final race, but Carrie should just stick with the princess bride. That's there's his first place. Damn. You worked cock and Bugatti into the same poem. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rap. I'm very classy. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I would be a female rapper for sure. <laughs> that right. is brilliant. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So um, checkered flag for you. I can't believe a couple of things um, that you just pointed out that I forgot. Speed Racer, Wachowski Brothers movie with Emil Hirsch. Now, see, that's like... Oh, that one's nuts. If you want to make cool. a Mario Kart kind of... If you want to go even further than Talladega Nights and make racing just completely like, uh, you know, cartoon style uh, action, then then you go in that direction. And, Try yeah. not to be drinking while you're watching it because I was and I was like, I'm going to throw up. It's pretty intense to watch. I might actually watch that tonight. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've only seen parts of it. So I've always meant to revisit that. Um, beautiful poem. Um, Thank you. Let's take a quick break from our discussion of Days of Thunder while we tune our dials to NR90 for new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. And this time, you won't change my mind, because I've got my mind made up, so don't wait up for me, it's the girl night out. I like that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, the song you just heard was Girls' Night Out by Tyler Collins, moving up five spots to number 17 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of June 29th, 1990. Ashley, what in the world is going on in news or pop culture in this week? In the world? <laughs> um, it's 122 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona. God damn. Which I'm not sure if that's like melting mailboxes yet weather but i feel like that's hot enough to like fry at least fry a couple eggs in your car the mailboxes mm -hmm. melt by the way they were melting in arizona like a couple years ago yeah they just go Meh. anyway eight kansas city and oklahoma radio stations also boycott katie lang due to her anti-meat ad mm. okay katie. veganism not so popular in not cool um and then new kid on the block donnie Wahlberg is released from hospital after he falls, which I think happened like weeks ago. So he's just been in the hospital, just hanging out. Just yeah, chilling. That's so this, ridiculous. Is, this is an update on the story we had about him tripping over a stuffed animal that was thrown on stage, perhaps. Yeah, maybe it was like a huge stuffed animal in the shape of like a concrete block and he broke his leg. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know whether like, the size would, I don't think the stuffed animal was the problem. It was the, <laughs> the trip, but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that's what's happening. Um, did this movie top the box office report? It sure did. Days huh. of Thunder cruises past Dick Tracy with 15 million to claim the number one spot at the box office. We've got Days of Thunder, Dick Tracy, RoboCop 2 and Total Recall in the top four and another 48 hours at number five. The um, star power in these five movies wow, yeah. right now at the at the box office is is pretty crazy actually Dang. um you know i don't know if peter weller uh, the star of robocop is quite on the level of Cruz and warren Beatty and arnold <laughs> and eddie murphy and Nick right Nolte. there right there but yeah it's a uh, his face is hitters. covered up so it could be like any actor yeah this movie made uh days of thunder made 15 million um as we discussed earlier with the ballooning budget 
they probably had higher hopes, but at least it it wasn't completely um, uh, a flop out of the gate. Well, that's it for this week's box office report. Now, time for everyone's favorite segment on New Release Radio. Rank the blank. Pew, pew, pew. This is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, Coolest Cruise. Ooh, all right. So first Tom Cruise movie, had to do something Tom Cruise specific. Um, I'd say the only criteria here is that Derek probably picked something that doesn't fit the criteria. (laughs) Um, Other than that, you know, far be it for me to define what classifies or what makes someone cool. (laughs) So, you know, I think things that make people cool are looks, job, skills, perhaps, but we'll see where we land. Ashley, do you have some examples of cool cruises that we may not have picked for our list? Oh, so many. So multiple secret agents, Mm. bartender with the sweetest skills, sports agent, a lawyer, fantasy hero, a motivational speaker, a pool hustler, even a samurai, a contract killer, and a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> All over the place. What a spectrum. All over the place. Yeah. He play, He did play a samurai. Um, Maybe the last, the best choice in, in, in hindsight. But no, yeah. I saw that last. with mom in theaters. Was I not there? You were not there. And her okay. phone went off and she cursed for like the second time ever in front of me. And she's like, shit. <laughs> In front of like the whole theater. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I thought I thought I saw it in theaters too, but must have gone on my own. Well, yeah, that's a quite a quite a lineup for um oh for our Instagram poll. What kind of um responses did we get there? Uh we got a lot. So we have him from The Outsiders, Days mm. of Thunder, Cocktail, Collateral, Mission Impossible, Tropic Thunder. But the top two. Mm-hmm. We're Top Gun and Risky Business. Interesting, yeah. But Top Gun was like got the most votes by far. So yeah, um, very obvious choice. None of us would have been so basic as to pick that um, or the other top choice. <laughs> hey, but, rude. <laughs> um, well, we just lost. How how yeah. many people voted for Top Gun? I was calling. Well, that's a little. That was a little <laughs> foreshadowing sarcasm. So. Uh-huh. For our final choices, uh, we've obviously got Race Car Driver from the movie. We've been discussing Days of Thunder. Pretty cool. Even if, you know, we don't idolize that many NASCAR drivers, you know, growing up to be a race car driver is a dream for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Fast cars, badass. Ashley, what is your choice for Coolest Cruise? Well, I was going to choose him playing Lestat as a vampire, but we've already done a clip from that in one of our podcasts. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I remember looking it up before. So I went with him playing a high school student that's running a brothel in risky business. <laughs> yeah. But he's really cool. He's like the cool kid in high school. He has all these parties while his parents are out. Then he ends up trashing the place. And then he ends up like basically running a brothel and he has like prostitutes come over and hang out with his friends. And falls in love with one of them. Uh, yep. Of course. Yep. Of course he does. Um, and, and right back at him. So despite, mm-hmm. yeah, just define all logic. Um, and well, pets. I guess not define all logic because he's so dang cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, well, good choice. Um, one of the top choices from our poll results. The other top choice is the one I picked, a fighter pilot. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was actually really debating between this and Jerry Maguire, um, mm-hmm. sports agent, because sports agent is actually something um, at one point in my life, probably a lot of people like thought would be a really cool job to have. Um, it combines yeah. like negotiating skills, managing celebrities, basically celebrity athletes, kind of getting to give uh, ruckus speeches. But so Jerry Maguire won this. <laughs> so <laughs> despite all that, I went with I went with Top Gun because he's just cooler looking. Yeah, Top Gun. that's true. He, he plays volleyball. He wears those aviators. He's got a nickname. I mean, his he's got a um, a flight name, Maverick. Uh, I forget mm-hmm. if that's, oh, a call name, I think is what it's called. Um, so yeah, it's an, and it's an iconic character. I mean, he's, he's race car driving fine, just going 180 miles an hour in a circle, whatever, but doing barrel rolls, mm-hmm. literally, you know, like, uh, fighting, uh, bad guys in the sky. It doesn't honestly get much cooler from a conceptual conceptual standpoint than becoming a (laughs) a fighter pilot and going on on crazy airborne missions so i mean just you wait till derek's of course (laughs) yeah um obviously derek must have picked like you know secret agent or definitely samurai (laughs) pool hustler something like that no right i i chose sarcastic helicopter pilot oh (laughs) why did he do that uh it was his um, his stunt double uh, doppelganger Tig Nataro. Yeah. Doppelganger stunt double. Whatever. Tig Nataro. She's a female comedian and she is in Army of the Dead. And it's been known that she and and Tom look very much alike. And there are plenty of jokes on the Internet. So, yes, I'm breaking rank the blank. Okay. And <laughs> that's just what I do here on new release. When yeah, when you said you were you had a devious idea up your sleeve, I thought for sure you were gonna pick like Titanic <laughs> and, <laughs> and ignore the capital uh C and cruise and just go with like, oh, like a ship iceberg movie. ghost ghost going ship. on a cruise. Yeah, I mean coolest. <laughs> There's definitely some some pun potential there. Um yeah, we just watched Army of the Dead together, Derek and I, and now that I know, I didn't know this meme, like I knew of Tignataro very, very, um, just a very little bit, but I can totally see it. She's playing like she's wearing aviator. She's playing a helicopter mm-hmm. p- pilot slash repair person. Um, and her hairstyle. Yeah. Yep. Is like early <laughs> is Tom Cruise and, and Top Gun basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're watering down my choice a little bit, but that's fine. Um, Ashley, where should we start? Let's start with a uh, race car driver. Cole trickle cruise uh bottom yeah i'm fine with that i mean i know you didn't <laughs> like very... the movie well it's um, just like i don't race car i don't think race car driver race car i don't think race car drivers are very cool to me so i don't know i think he's the bottom i mean uh, yeah we haven't gotten to any of the like the southern kind of politics of of nascar they actually this movie opens with a confederate flag does it yeah. not yeah. Um, and there were some, there was the noose that was found in the, um, cock 
pit, not the cockpit, in nope. the um, garage. Ooh, quite a delay between you saying cock and well, pit. I was, trying like to, cock. Pit. I was trying to think <laughs> of the, the right word for it. In the garage of um, Bubba Watson, I want to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, one of the only black NASCAR drivers. Um, so a little bit of a um, uh, checkered to straight up racist past um, yeah. in some parts of the NASCAR community. Not exactly um, the coolest uh, aspiration, but, you know, obviously just take all that out of it. Race car driving could be cool. Anyway, um, last place for a race yep. car driver, NASCAR driver. Um, what about Derek's? Third. But he's not okay. last. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it all my entire life. <laughs> but he's not last. It's at least you be, beat out the um, top the, three. You, you bit you beat out the real Tom. So <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Nice. So risky business came out when like just a year or two before Top Gun. I want to say mm-hmm. it's not really different. A different well, eighty three. So oh man, so we did just miss this with uh, new release I season know. one by a year. I like this movie. Um, so it's it's he's he's pretty young and he's so he's definitely like this is baby face um underwear dancing mm-hmm. um high school Tom Cruise versus like he's already graduated um fights fight school flight school fight and school. become a fighter pilot so are you going to base this more on like his or should we base it more on like his inherent charisma or kind of you fighter know, pilot's way cooler okay <laughs> so then like just, a high school kid with a brothel over to drew but i mean it's true i mean well is, is running a brothel with adult uh prostitutes for your high school friends cool i mean that's kind of cool it is cool, <laughs> but, yeah. i mean i'm not gonna say it's not cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but a fighter pilot is cooler and he looks sweet and he plays volleyball so points there and yeah we did he's never has he never played an astronaut was he? I mean, he will be soon, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know like why he's going into space for Mission Impossible, but yeah. I hope he fights aliens. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's done that. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, whatever. Um, I guess like dad slash uh, savior of the world and War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. But Dude, that movie is rad. Just yeah, you yeah. can't be fighter pilot. I agree. No. Yeah. That's why. That's winner. why I chose it. That's why Instagram chose it. Yeah. Um, I win. Let's hear finally uh, clip. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, right. I even won for a bit. I'm Maverick. Maverick? Does your mother not like you or something? <laughs> no, it's my call sign. You're a pilot. That's right, a naval aviator. Whoa. Cool. No, actually, we've only done this uh, twice. Oh, how'd you do? Crashed and burned on the first one. It wasn't pretty. And the second? I don't know. I'll tell you tomorrow, but it's looking good so far. Oh, <laughs> smooth. Wah, wah. That's him hitting on um, his new lover at the at the bar. Yeah. I mean, he has such a like gentle, sweet voice. I mean, mm-hmm. like hearing it without watching the clip, it's uh, it does a good job of capturing just like how smooth he is. Even he could be saying the most basic like pickup lines, but yeah. It's like when you have an accent, you're like, what did you say? It doesn't matter. He's sensitive. Yeah. He kind of sounds like Sean Green, one of our friends <laughs> that we grew up with in my mind. Yeah. And I would call him a sensitive dude. Yep. Same. Yeah. All right. Well, I am happy to announce that I won 
And Woo! again, right? Party. This is the second no, week. No, I won yeah. last week. Okay. Well, yeah, I haven't, I haven't won, won for weeks. I lost track. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've won twice ever. So, oh, in a row. In a row. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like a row. 75 though. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Um, well, it's almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Days of Thunder. But before we do, let's listen to a brand new track that debuted at number 40 on this week's Billboard Top 100. <laughs> the lyrics are, good spanky the lyrics are hilarious. um that was madonna again with uh hanky panky off the dick tracy soundtrack so yeah she's got quite the range of of singing abilities displayed in that movie anyway now it's time to get back to our feature presentation ashley what has the early buzz been like for Days of Thunder? Well, critics didn't really like it, but the audience kind of did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We've been hearing some good chatter at the mall. Yeah. A little mixture. Um, so I'm going to read a couple of reviews, either by a mall person or a movie critic, and you guys get to guess who wrote what. Okay. Let's do are you, it. Are you ready? Okay. In 1990, the people who brought you Top Gun, Tom Cruise, director Tony Scott, and producers Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer figured out a way to take more of your money and involve stock car racing. That's one. Okay. Two, for diehard Cruise fans and car mechanics only. Uh, okay. Who wrote what? Oh, um, okay. So, you're, I'm gonna... so two choices. Drew, I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ashley tried to work in a lot of name dropping there um, with the quote that she had from a mall person, I would assume. Those sounded both like mall people reviews to me, especially the second one. But the I'm first so one seemed like it went first. Yeah. So you're saying both. I'm going to say we're both. mall critics. Yeah. Both were mall persons. Mall people. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go against what I'm truly thinking. And I'm going to say the first was a movie critic. The second was a mall person. They were both movie critics. Oh, oh, snap. oh. damn. So that's okay. switching it up. Very yeah, snarky this... one was a professional mm -hmm. critic. Yeah. Wow. Ha -ha, suckers. Not holding any punches. This movie. Yeah. It did not get great reviews overall. Um, you know, like I said earlier. Yeah. And it didn't win any awards. It was nominated for a few for like best sound design and stuff like that. But didn't really win a lot of stuff. Um, and then as far as recommendations go, we kind of touched on this earlier, but if you're walking out of the mall and someone's like, Hey, how was that movie? Or walking out of the movie and you're at the mall and they're like, how was it? Would you recommend it to them or not? Derek, Derek say you're in the bumper cars <laughs> with a seven-year-old. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Watch it. Just be careful. The seven-year-olds are fucking wild. <laughs> yeah and would, no, i'm not saying would you recommend bumper cars would you recommend this to the the kids that are playing bumper cars <laughs> oh, no those kids do they're not wild. they do not need to learn more about how to how to hurt you how to knock right. me out of the fucking bumper car ring or whatever the hell it's called good point yeah you do have to you have to watch your back <laughs> uh ashley i'll go last 
Okay. Um, I would not recommend this movie, but I would yeah. recommend watching like other Tom Cruise movies. Fine. He's a good, he's a really good actor. I just, this one's not fair. I think this is a good uh, theater movie. Um, if you're watching this at home, kind of by yourself, um, I could imagine it might be a bit of a letdown, but seeing this um, on a uh, cranked up sound system on the big screen, the car's whipping by, um, it's an adrenaline. It's like a movie that doesn't have a lot of substance, but it has good performances and like over the top action that works in the theater environment. So I would recommend seeing it on in a uh, like the most augmented experience possible if it's a big screen or you know like with a bunch of friends that that like racing or, or something like you know it needs it needs a little extra boost um but i left the theater feeling um revved up not nauseous <laughs> no no i wanted to like you right. know drive away and and derek's delorean and and you know <laughs> Speed into the future. Speed into the future. So I could watch um, other Tom Cruise movies. That should be another speed movie. Speed in the future. Okay. Mm. With the DeLorean and Tom Cruise. Just think about it. All right. So on a scale of one to 90, how 90s is this movie? Based on music, wardrobe, actors, 90s tropes. Yeah, this is this is kind of tricky. I mean, Tom Cruise had a career in the eighties, but he's kind of at the height of his powers. Well, like starting a pretty, uh, powerful run as a movie star right now. So I think it gets credit for him. It gets credit mm-hmm. for Nicole Kidman. Um, so but actors, it feels like yes. an eighties movie. Doesn't it, it does. I mean, it's I also, know. it also feels like exactly like Top Gun. Go figure. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> The the crash effects, like when he was rolling after they did that T-bone crash, mm-hmm. that was amazing. I was wondering how yep. the hell they did that. They did it. So that's how. Like, yeah, real but cool. somebody, so somebody was in that car that was flipping. No, I mean a dummy yes. was in the car, but they right, were flipping right. a car for right. sure. So yeah, they destroyed like a hundred cars on the on the set for yeah. this movie. That's got to um, get some points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, practical car destruction. Um, I wrote down a couple relevant tropes like hospital hottie, um, <laughs> because it's this, because of the, the hard to kill tie in and then a shitload of product placement. Oh yeah. That's intrinsic to NASCAR. I wouldn't say NASCAR. Um, uh, oh, I, it didn't start in the nineties obviously, but I wonder when it was peaking in popularity. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably oh, not yeah. a movie that would get made right now. No. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, uh, it's not going to crack the top. It's it's not going to beat out Side Out, which is our you know kind of baseline for mm-hmm. top six ish. Um, it peaked in two thousand five. NASCAR peaked, but when did it like? Was well, it since its peak in two thousand five, and then steadily declined since then? So well, when's like maybe like when's night. Dale Earnhardt's? Oh yeah, run. I mean, in Jeff Junior Gordon or senior Dale Earnhardt. Jeff Gordon, like that's like the nineties. I think, I mean, I think NASCAR was, I mean, it, peak means it was at the end of its, yeah. end, the end of its run. I think its run must've been Gordon's in the 90s, career like, was the nineties, 95, 97, 98. And then 2001. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ashley will murder us both. If we make this higher than side out. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. with. <laughs> low, I'm fine with low. Murder, just like a light yeah. concussion. <laughs> <laughs> just bumper 
just ro- light rubbing. Yeah. Bumper brutality. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what do y'all think? 70? 74. Oh, that no. high. It's, it's, I think it's pretty high. 72. Just overall, uh, again, just creating this film. 100 cars. Mm-hmm. The, you know. But it, did it feel like the 90s? Yeah. We can, I mean, so I'm okay with 74. I mean, for me, the NASCAR, well, just NASCAR alone feels like the 90s. It feels like it was, uh, I knew the most people that were into it like friends, parents again in our, during our childhood um, definitely and growing feels, up, you know, in Richmond. Yeah. It definitely feels a little bit more nineties than gremlins Two, hard mm-hmm. to kill Dick Tracy, twin peaks. I, th- yeah, I think a uh, 73 or 74. Okay. 73. All right. So what do we want to include in the new release gift shop? So each week we watch a movie and then we take something from the movie and put it in our gift shop to sell. And just this just in the stress ball of Derek's face is now sold out. So no one can get it. Man. It was a limited uh, edition and it went hot off the presses. It's done. Well, once eBay is invented, we will um be sure to to yeah. find track down all the people that bought those and I'll be sure to um release the batches that <laughs> I'm holding <laughs> holding on to Hoarding, right yeah. now. Yeah. We yeah. do have oh, yeah. <laughs> no. we do have the gizmo tape player with the matching headband, which is pretty Ooh. cool. I've got I one feel of like those. that's going to are... sell it soon. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys want to include from this movie? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Keychains. Um, hmm. I think we should include a little mellow yellow car that you like pull back and you release and it goes. Oh, yeah. Those old school. And maybe like a little like ramp. So you're going to have a golf of a ramp or something exciting. So like a Hot Wheels yeah. track. Yeah, I had that. I had those cars that you would build out, like using a flexible um, material. You could build loops and stuff. They weren't even mm-hmm. motorized, but you could just like use gravity and to drop the them. car into the into the loop, and it would do some cool tricks. So we'll do like um, a little Hot Wheel set, but we'll call it something else. Like, well, they also. I also used to play with like go to friends' house that had the ones that you actually squeezed a trigger. And it would go around the track. And basically oh, the only thing you had control over was how much you accelerated or not. So you would take your, your finger off the trigger occasionally or else it would it would uh, flip out of its lane. And it, oh, did you cool. also ever smell that weird smell that came from those? Yeah, yeah. It was what? like an electricity, an electric burning smell. Dangerous. Yeah, that's definitely oh. what we're selling. Okay, cool. Okay, nice. Electric. So electric race car track. Race car track. Cool. Yeah. Sounds safe. It wasn't, I don't, it's a, I, I'd have to look up exactly what the technology is once we're looking for our distribution partners. Um, it's not like high tech. It's like a very low tech thing, but, but yeah, like a, a light it was pretty rail fun. Or and a, they make that like, yeah. like they make a oh, distinct nice. noise. That sounds just like it. And there's definitely uh, a smell that's not toxic at all yeah yeah nope. you won't yeah no toxic fumes <laughs> it's so not oh go ahead no i was just saying it's not causing derek to ram into kids at the bumper car track or anything it didn't didn't it's causing uh, them to ram into him <laughs> yeah yeah maybe that's <laughs> they're it. the ones using it um so drew what's next week well next week uh to continue uh after a one week break from sequels We've got another one. We've got another um, very well-known action star, 
trying to return to probably the role that has still defined his career to this day. So let's hear the trailer. Your wife's plane? They're going to run out of fuel in 90 minutes. L.A. cop John McLean is back. What are you going to do? Whatever I can. Because old habits die hard. <laughs> Robert? Just up to our neck in terrorists again, John. On July 4th, Die Harder. Bruce Willis, Die Hard 2, rated R. Okay, yeah. Die Hard 2, starring Bruce Willis. And special announcement, Ashley is going on vacation. Are you going on vacation in 1990 or Back to the Future? Back to the Future. Okay. So you need to get the oil changed in the DeLorean. Wait. Wait, you're letting me use it? Yeah, I'll give you the keys. Sweet. Thanks. Enjoy that joyride, Ashley, and enjoy your vacation. Jamie, a guest from last year. Um, Night of the Comet. Us. Yeah, from the Night of the Comet episode. Uh, we'll be joining us next week. So look forward to that. Uh, Derek, are you excited for Die Hard 2? Oh, hell yeah, baby. All right. <laughs> well, if you want to hear that episode and all the great episodes to come this summer subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on spotify or apple or anywhere else those dang podcasts can be found ashley take it away dude that's a wrap